A recent and highly watched-for decision by the Government Accountability Office shows just how much discretion the government has, even in big, high-dollar procurements. In denying Oracle's pre-award protest of the Defense Department's so-called Jedi Cloud procurement, GAO shot down the company on a few issues. Here with analysis, Washington procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo. And I guess this one has been highly watched. And Oracle, I think, was the first to protest highly visibly. They made sure the public knew all about it. Tell us the big takeaways from this recent decision, Joe. Sure. Well, uh, as um, anyone will tell you who's involved in the protest process, uh, if there's a problem evident on the face of the solicitation and you don't protest it before offers or bids are due, uh, you've lost your right to do so. So Oracle had to step forward and raise its objections now or forever hold its peace. And it chose to protest the solicit Jedi solicitation on three grounds, each of which had to do with its perceived uh, ability to compete and it's also its perception that the procurement was being um, skewed toward Amazon Web Services. Uh, the first issue was the decision by DOD to use a single award approach for this particular contract rather than a multiple award approach, which is you know, very commonly done these days for uh, large procurements. Uh, Oracle relied in that issue on a statute that barred the use of a single award IDIQ contract of a certain dollar amount, and this was well over that, unless it was for firm fixed price orders and the services uh, being bought were at prices established in the contract for specific tasks. So the question is, did the solicitation meet that requirement? And Oracle uh, said that uh, even though there were many, many thousands of prices that could be proposed in the uh, uh, offer, uh, they didn't really include all of the services that would have to be ordered. So other services would probably have to be added at at some later date. Um, DOD countered and said that that would prohibit them from ever amending the the, uh, contract, which didn't make any sense. And they also said uh, that they couldn't use a single award approach because of several factors. And and the most interesting one there was they felt that the use of multiple vendors would create an additional technical risk because they're having now to uh, migrate many, many uh, services onto the cloud, maybe migrate other services from the, from this, uh, from the existing cloud to this one. And that would introduce a technical risk if they had to deal with multiple vendors while doing that. And that is, um, sounds like more than what the Defense Department even said in, in the solicitation. It seems like GAO overlaying an interpretation here. Well, uh, that was the, the rationale they offered in the protest process. And uh, there was, uh, I suppose, some uh, justification for that in the documentation surrounding the, the protest. Uh, and they accepted that rationale. And, uh, you know, Oracle's interpretation of the law, which is what Joe's focusing on here, uh, said that you couldn't then amend an IDIQ contract um, if it was a single award contract from including additional services during contract performance. And they didn't feel that that was uh, an appropriate uh, interpretation of what the law required. Yeah, okay, so that took care of that one. There were some other grounds, though, too, correct? 
Right. Uh, Oracle uh, raised a bunch of issues uh, regarding the solicitation requirements that it set were too restrictive and were uh, written around um, Amazon Web Services um, cloud offering. Yeah, that's a nice uh, way of saying wiring. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, the word doesn't show in the show up in the decision, but the concept is there. You know, Oracle said that uh, DoD improperly required FedRAMP moderate level at the proposal stage, and when the government requires uh, that certain uh, standards be met, uh, usually it's uh, during performance and not as a prerequisite for submitting a proposal. Uh, here, the Department of Defense said that the actual uh, level of uh, service uh, security uh, were going to be, th- you know, those requirements are going to be much more stringent than FedRAMP moderate for some of the, the cloud offerings. And uh, a vendor that wasn't at the moderate level at the proposal stage, at least at that level, uh, was going to pose unacceptable technical risks. And GAO bought uh, that uh, rationale and of course is going to defer to DOD on security issues. We're speaking with procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell and there's another issue that was really a disturbing one I guess in some cases regarding possible conflict of interest on the part of some of the people involved in this procurement. Uh, That's right there was a um, potential personal conflict of interest on the part of two DOD executives who had some role in um, crafting the solicitation. Um, one uh, had ha- was having business dealings with um, uh, Amazon, which wanted to buy a, a company he had owned. And another was a former Amazon employee uh, who uh, ultimately, while the um, solicitation was, was getting worked out, uh, was rehired by Amazon. And J.O. looked at both of the, the uh, issues and how DOD handled it. And in both cases, uh, when the conflict arose, uh, the officials involved were uh, removed from any involvement with the procurement. Now, in in many of these conflict of interest cases, GAO presumes that there is a conflict uh, that requires some kind of remediation or some kind of uh, disqualification uh, without having to show specific injury. In this case, it looked at whether or not there was specific injury, and they noted that DOD actions in fashioning the procurement, uh, the issues that we've talked about, were supported on multiple grounds. So uh, they felt that the uh, th- there wasn't any prejudice to Oracle, uh, and they also approved of the fact that uh, DOD promptly removed the officials uh, from involvement when conflicts um, had arisen. Uh, they did lo- leave open the possibility that future events could give rise to a conflict of interest. Um, and at that point, the uh, DOD will have to take appropriate action. And if someone doesn't like what they're doing, well, there can be another protest. That's a tough one because conflict of interest does exist. And yet there are also procedures that overcome it. And yet sometimes in, over- in the act of overcoming, it still looks like a conflict of interest even if it may not have been technically anymore. I don't know what the right answer is, but it's a tough wicket. That's absolutely right. I mean, you're concerned with both the actual uh, bad consequences of a a conflict of interest, but also the appearance of conflict of interest, which um, 
uh, weakens and uh, you know weakens confidence in the integrity of the process. So, if you're Oracle, then having been shot down on all of these protest points, do you go ahead and bid anyway? Uh, it's a large contract, a beautiful piece of business. I can't imagine letting that pass by. I mean, given their legal costs, how much more marginal cost can be <laughs> accumulated in just simply going ahead and bidding at this point? Well, anyone bidding for this uh, contract is obviously going to have to invest a lot of resources in that process. Well, someday, maybe in our lifetimes, we'll see this come to fruition. Joe Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at iTunes or Podcast One.